There's a level of uh, intensity and physicality with, with Tennessee and Mike's teams over the years, and, and he's done a nice job. And, and again, it, it's regardless of where they might be right now, or these guys are going to play hard for Mike, and, and, and Mike's going to you know do everything he can to, to win this game. I think that the whole commitment deal in this, this game is important, and I think that guys understand on this team, and if you can play, you play. Expect to be in big games, right? Expect to be in these types of football games in these types of moments where there's a little maybe a little added pressure and you kind of feel that pressure and we haven't handled that extremely well this year you know listen one thing about it this team as you guys know um, they come out and play hard when their backs against the wall 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey Tony Smith Mike DeRocco and oh my pocket Dylan Denmark all right, everybody, welcome in. Happy Thursday, Jaguars today off and rolling. Look who the big cats have drug in. Uh, Tony Smith is back. He's I'm kicking here. off the new year. Yeah. Happy New Year, Tony. Happy New Year. All yeah. right, back from assignment. How was your assignment? <laughs> it was uh, uh, not restful. It's I'll over? I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's, it's done. over, though. Mercifully done. You've completed yes. your assignment. D-Rock, how are you? Great. How Happy is new everybody? Year. Happy, Happy new, new Year to everybody. I don't know how everybody is. I'm doing fine, though. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm just, I'll speak for myself uh, today. That's all. Uh, Pockets, how are you? Gucci. Uh, Pockets, you ever see a, a breakfast bowl tweet at all at any point did this not. week? This morning? <laughs> no, but or I any, I at any point? I'm just not sure, I'm not sure who I mean, lost last week because I, I never got the update. <laughs> oh, it Tony. was me. Oh, it was you. It was oh, me. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't look at anything Breakfast Bowl related. I knew just looking at the names, I was like, oh, I lost. Like, I just looking at it without actually looking at numbers, I was like, I'm, I lost. Uh, but I didn't add anything. I didn't send you guys until you got the updated list. Like, that's the first time I had looked at it this week. Yeah. Was yesterday. It was the first time I had been out of bed for more than 20 minutes. A lot of hours between yesterday and right now, though. I know. I I feel like. Anyway, uh, Tony will bat leadoff today in the Breakfast Bowl. It's down to the final week Mm -hmm. of competition. But are we down to the final week of competition for the Jacksonville Jaguars? That is the big question. Will they beat the Titans? And if they don't, obviously there is a little – uh, scenario. I don't like the term backdooring your way into the playoffs. Uh, you don't back into anything. You either win enough to get in or you don't. Yeah. I mean, the other teams may back up and go behind you, but you don't back into the playoffs. You, you yeah. put your record out there after 17 games and were you one of the top seven contestants yeah. in the AFC? The other teams lost their opportunity to play in the playoffs. Yes, they backed out yeah. perhaps, but um, regardless, um, you know, just win. We'd much rather be division champs. And mm-hmm. today we're asking you your Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. It's really coming down to two options here uh, based on the way people are voting. Over 200 votes, and we just put this thing out less than 30 minutes ago. If the Jags beat the Titans on Sunday, and obviously if they do, they're division champs, right? But they're a 10-win division champ, and they're a, a division champ that at one point was in the catbird seat for the number one seed in the AFC with a home Primetime matchup against Cincinnati wasn't that long ago that they controlled whether or not they were going to have everyone. The playoffs would come through Jacksonville. So we ask you, if the Jags do win and win the division, will you consider the regular season to have been a success? And 
it's really a yes or no kind of thing, but there are shades to why you may feel. So we tried to give you some options. Pick the one that you feel most reflects your opinion on it. The first one is obvious. Yeah, they're division champs. Duh. It's a success. D-Rock, they've only done this once in their history. If, if that's not 100%. It's not 100%. It's then, not going to be 100%. I don't know. I mean, I can distinctly remember fans on social media and talking to fans. If we could just... You know, I'd trade it just, you know, can we just get to the playoffs? All, you know, a couple – can I get – can we just get there? Gosh, we, we need some consistency. Can we just get back-to-back winning seasons? Now you got it, and you're like, not good enough. Well, not good enough. 70% right now are saying it is good enough and that that would be considered a success in their eyes. And that, mm-hmm. the, you know, not everybody speaks for everybody. Correct. The, the, the second option of yes would be, yes, they actually exceeded my expectations. And I don't – you know – very few people are voting for that because most people thought this team yeah. would win the division, right? And that's the question, Tony. Like you projected them, whether you it was a little bit overly Having fun optimistic with the right? schedule thing, yeah. Six, but but you picked them at six one. Yeah. I picked them with twelve wins, right? A yeah. lot of people thought they'd have this division wrapped up, that they'd have a higher seat, that they'd have a chance to play multiple home games in the postseason. So yeah, while it's successful that you won the division, our expectations were more. So that is, out of the two no options, that's the one that's pulling in about 25% of the vote. No, I just expected yeah. more out of this. And I'm still trying to figure out in my own mind how I'm going to vote because I'm torn between those two. I did pick them to go 16-1, and one, and it may not be because I really expected them to win 16 games, but I did expect them to be competing for the one seed in the AFC, given the schedule that they were going to have this mm-hmm. year. I expected, my expectations realistically were, play a divisional game at home. Right? Like, that's what I thought that they could achieve second this round year. At home. Yeah, yeah. That they would be playing the second round of the playoffs at home. Top two seed, basically. And give themselves a chance to, to advance to the AFC championship game. And I'm not saying that they can't still get there, right? But I expected more than I've seen from this football team so far this year, I'm not disappointed with back-to-back division championships. Like, I'm torn between which way I want to vote in this particular poll, so I can understand those being the two that are getting the majority of the heat when it comes to today's poll. The other one would be no, it wouldn't be a successful regular season because the record at home was so bad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for the fans, that's that's your – in-person experience and that no you know like last year wow what a ride right I mean it was an incredible best they've ever given you here just unbelievable right and so look I get it you can be happy with a division title happy that they have a chance to potentially defend that division title and and have a home game and all that and still think they should have done more to position themselves better Um, so the question comes down to does that make it successful or unsuccessful in your mind so you can vote on that uh, today and let us know how you feel, or you can call in and uh, give us a little bit more nuance as to how you feel about that. It, it, we can't reflect every angle of every opinion in these options, but right now it's about seventy percent saying yes. They won that if they win the division, it's successful, and about twenty four percent saying no. I expected more, even if they do win this game on Sunday. So that's fine. That's why we're asking you, you know, uh, to see how you feel about it. Uh, D Rock. What do you think? Trevor Lawrence, uh, we'll start with him. We're all trying to parse his words. We'll hear his words coming up as he spoke yesterday. We'll play some of his comments as he uh, prepares to try to be available for the Jaguars on Sunday. What does your Thursday morning gut tell you about his availability this week? 
Uh, well, now that it's full of breakfast I didn't buy. Uh, <laughs> it's the best kind of gut. It is. It really is. Uh, I don't feel as good about this one as I have in the past. Or as good about his chances to play um, as I have in the past uh, when he's had those other injuries. I feel a little better about Christian Kirk. Um, Isn't that crazy? It is. And and Doug Peterson said it's going to be a slow, gradual process on Kirk. So that you know, saying that tells me. He may not play this week either. Right. I hear like Doug putting out there on Kirk kind of like, yeah, you know, he targeted this week or next week. Like, yeah, we opened his practice window, and I think everyone is taking or or hoping to take the most optimistic well, end yeah. of that Because they just saw Cam. They opened the practice window when he played. Right. Right? But so that, I think that one was expected. Right. That, that the pra- like Cam would be ready to go. They put him on IR. He's going to be ready in four weeks. Like right. That's the way that that felt. The Christian Kirk thing was, hopefully we see him again this year. Right? Like, that's what it felt like when, at, it, at the, when time. the injury happened. Yeah. And it's like, maybe there's that outside chance at the last week of the regular season he'll be eligible and can get back. It's nice that he's back on the practice field. Good for him. And I, I would love to see Christian Kirk play this week. Uh, but I don't necessarily expect it. I'm with you, D-Rock, despite the fact that he's, you know, back on the practice field. I think we're going to see Christian Kirk if the Jaguars win this week playing in the playoff game. Oh, I, th- I think that's yeah. the case as well. But this is a playoff game. It is. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, particularly if, if he can go, he's going. If Pittsburgh wins on Saturday, then it's absolutely a playoff game. I mean, right. if, if if the Ravens beat the Steelers, you got a coin flip if you lose that you're still getting in, right? Because the Raiders at home would need to beat Denver. Neither one of them is going to the postseason, and neither one of them has any particular motivation other than to win a football game, right? So there's no added motivation on one side versus the other. It's so weird that it, that game impacts a playoff race. It does. Two non-playoff teams. It's you know, so weird. Just to have the, the possibility of that three-way tiebreaker right. situation, which would, is what um, Pittsburgh would need help with in that scenario. So, yeah, but but it's all moved. Just win the game Sunday. Sure. Whether but, it's Bethard, whether it's Kirk right, or not. But if you, if you lose that game and, you the, hope. Yeah. and the Steelers have won, you're still hoping, right? I mean, right. you still are going to accept the invite and oh, go absolutely. play, at, right? I mean, you know, so, I mean, look, Buffalo could win on Sunday night and be the number two seed. You've beaten Buffalo yeah, this right. year. And I grant it wasn't in Orchard Park, but so be it. You've yeah. beaten that team. Like, I, everyone, oh, man. Cleveland's got to come here. Look how well Cleveland's playing. They beat you by four. They beat you by four, and that was without Cam Robinson and Christian Kirk. On the road. Right, and, and both and those guys look like coverages. they're going to be back. And we'll see what's going on with Trevor Lawrence at that point in time, too. I don't think this will necessarily be the team that you saw lose four games in a row if they get into the playoffs. Now, they got to beat the Titans to get there because they will have Kirk back, it looks like. They do have Cam back. They're going to get Trevor back, whether that's this week or at some point, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence back on the football field. I would expect if he they win this week without Trevor, that Trevor will be playing in a playoff game, right? It's the way that it feels to me. So, no, it's not the team that you watch lose for a month in a row if they get back to the playoffs. But they got to beat the Titans on Sunday. It's the softest part of their schedule. They beat the breaks off the Carolina Panthers this week. Without doing much. Right. They were never challenged at all, basically, in that game. Now you got to go take on the Titans on the road, win that game, get back in the playoffs, get all your guys back in the building, and let's see what this team looks like for a playoff run.
Well, that's uh, what we'll talk about today, among other things. So uh, weigh in. I've got one from Paul on Twitter saying the question he has for people voting no, they expected more. Is did you expect more before the season kicked off or did your expectations go up? I think a lot of people did expect more before the season. He said a lot of people sure. thought they'd be 10 and 7, 11 and 6. Sure. And I think those people are voting that it was voting a success. That way, yeah. Right. And, but I think there are, there are a ton of people calling us, hitting us up on social media expecting a number one seed or not like Tony said, a number one or two seed be in position to get multiple playoff games Makes the, at home. Make the Chiefs come here in the playoffs. We're That's the kind of season they can have. The right. AFC South, now, it never seems to play out the way you expect, right, with these prognostications. But AFC South could be the worst division in football. Well, it's clearly not the worst division in football. NFC South could be the worst division in football. Well, it may be the worst division in football. But, you know, those are the divisions you get to go head-to-head with. Yeah. And then – the measuring stick games, we think will win X amount of these measuring stick games. They probably won fewer of those than you had hoped, right? They beat Buffalo, but you know they lost to Kansas City. They lost to Baltimore. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Cleveland. They lost to San Francisco. These are the better teams. Now, granted, they swept the Colts. Colts may be in the playoffs, right? They split with Houston. Yeah. They beat Buffalo. There are good wins on their schedule as well. Uh, but, uh, hey, it's really up to you how you feel. That's what this poll comes down to today. So we will hear from Trevor Lawrence uh, as he spoke yesterday, which is a better sign than not, right, that he's out there at least midweek and he's going to give you uh, – spoke last week too, though. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> look, if he yeah. doesn't, I think if, if it's C.J. Beathard yesterday, you're feeling like, oh, they – they probably have a pretty good inclination that right. Trevor's that he, not yeah, playing. Trevor's right? not so playing. I'm saying it's, it beats the alternative of him not. It doesn't guarantee anything, obviously. But, uh, you know, if you want to talk about whether your expectations rise or fall by how much, uh, depending on who is under center uh, this week, that's certainly something we can get into as well. You can hit us up today at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines, also on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, or on social media at MD underscore 1010XL. That's where you'll find the poll at 1010XL Fat Tony, at ESPN DeRocco, and at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket. Pockets comes in is like, who's Tony taking with the first pick? I, that's up to Tony. I don't know who <laughs> Tony's taking with the you first last pick today. Week. I do. I, th- I have a pretty good feel on who everybody's taking today. It's week 18. Mm-hmm. It's what it's Not down to. Not a lot to. of guys left. The I mean, options you, you, are the you, options. You got yeah. what you got uh, left on the table. and uh, I know who I'm taking. We'll find out in an hour. We'll see how it all goes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there you Nick go. Nick Mullins, looking forward to that pick <laughs> this week. Uh, you know what? It looks like he'll get the start. So Easton Stick. Why not? I can't believe no one's taking Easton Stick. Uh, he's still available. D Rock, don't speak these names because if you if you speak them too late in the show, we're gonna <laughs> gonna hook you up with Easton. That is Stick. right. That is correct. All right, Mike DiRocco has joined us. Fat Tony's in for the first time this year. Dylan Denmark, Mike Dempsey, you're listening to Jaguars today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's a Mike DiRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today. Is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. All right, this uh, bright and sunny thread, the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. What about if we lose? How do you feel then? Well, obviously, it's a different story. We're asking the question, if they win the division with a record of 10-7, and do you feel like the regular season was a success? The entirety of the season is not a success until we see what happens in the the postseason. Right. Obviously, if they lose the game – will reflect on 
the regular season that likely leads to no playoffs. And I don't know really anyone that would think that was a success. No. But can we play the game to find out? Yeah. Having a whole discussion for the last 20 minutes here on the show to begin the show here on this Thursday where I'm saying I'm torn between two options because of how high my expectations were for Correct. the team. And it feels like they're a little bit further away than I expected them to be this late in the year. And the reality that if they went on Sunday, they've won the division in back-to-back years, right? I'm torn between those two if we're assuming a win on Sunday. If they lose on Sunday, the season is a massive disappointment. Maybe as disappointing a season as the franchise has ever had if they lose on Sunday. Uh, certainly. 18 was bad. Yeah, 18 was pretty but, bad, right? I mean, no, it won't, but they weren't 8-3 and three at one point in 18. No, but if yeah. you're talking about preseason expectations, right. it's a different thing. I mean, sure. we're talking Super Bowl then too, right? Yes, we and, were. and so, but the follow-up is you're talking about a team, meaning the Jags, that played the worst team in the NFL and only beat them by 30. Only? Well, actually 26, but mm-hmm. only beat them by 26. That's a shame. Don't you think we should crush them? And there are some areas we were struggling against the worst team. All right, which team beat Carolina by more points this year than the 26 <laughs> that the Jags beat them by? None. Answer, none. None. Okay, none. Uh, none which, team. Which team held them to zero this year other than the Jags? Answer would be none, none team. team. Um, <laughs> they scored 30 the week before. Yes, they're the worst in team Green in the league. Bay, correct? Uh, I thought it was in Green? Carolina. It, it was, was in Carolina because okay. remember Jair Alexander, being from Charlotte, oh, decided right. to that's declare right. himself a captain, <laughs> right? Yeah, and go out and uh, and yes, he did. and mess way, up the coin flip. Let me ask you guys this: Do you know how many ten-win regular seasons this franchise has had? Uh, five, close, six. Okay, so this would be number seven. So ten wins if they beat the Titans. It's not nothing. Uh, it's no. It's, it's not, not no, an it's insignificant not nothing, thing. It's I'm just. It's not. I get the expectation. But you thing. can still say, hey, right. yeah, this team should have been a 12, 13 win team, and and that's fine. That's and, and that's what yeah. we're asking you today. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that they haven't accomplished anything. I think even the people that thought, oh, they'd win thirteen, ah, oh, well, it wasn't what I expected. But if you're division champs in the end, I think that's reflected in the fact that over seventy percent of the people are saying, duh, come on, if they win a division title. But I, I mean. Do people really think that NFL teams just show up against the worst team in professional sports and just name their score? I mean, honestly, is this have you watched the NFL ever? Yeah. If this is really your reaction, or are you just a troll? But going through this guy's history, this <laughs> is this. Is, I don't know. I think he's well, just a, a person who's completely negative about everything. He, he claimed Trevor Lawrence was faking about the concussion as well uh, because he wanted an p- excuse for poor play. Never mind the fact that he didn't miss a game because of it or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, you, come on. you only have to watch NFL football for a month to realize how foolish it is to say, why don't you beat the worst team in the league by 50? Right? Well, just watch the league for a month and show me who's winning games by right. that Miami margin. won by 50. Everyone okay. gets they to won play a game the by bad 50 teams. This year. Congratulations. Right. And then they just got whacked. But why aren't they undefeated? Right. I mean, right? If you're capable of winning a game by 50, how come you're not undefeated? Oh, wait, they just gave up 56 this week to Baltimore. Yeah. Interesting. It's ludicrous. It really is. Yeah. I, I mean, like, that. If like any win in the NFL is good. Granted, you should handle your business against certain teams. But yeah. there are really game, bad losses. Every win is good. There are really bad losses. If you don't think the Jags handled their business this week, they played a very methodical, close-to-the-vest game 
Let's not take any kind of chances on anything. One throw more than 10 yards down the field. Right. Yeah, it was very. And they completed that, but they dominated defensively. It was clean. They had two big offensive plays. And thing. they almost scored 30. Right? It was like, clean. And held them to zero. Right. It was as easy a day as they could have possibly had against a really bad opponent. And yeah, that's a person. They'll go 17-0. Yeah, but they didn't win them by a big enough margin. Are you you're really satisfied with 17 and 0 when they only won by 13 against so and so? Like, come on, man. This isn't the BCS. It, it's, which which dates me <laughs> a little bit. But honestly, you know, there's no style points. No, no. style points. Right. I mean, look, it's you fun. Just, you know, yeah. that's what power polls are for, which is why power polls in the NFL are stupid. Yeah. They're quite frankly, and they really are. I mean, it's just what difference does it make? Here's your power poll. It's called the standings. Yeah. That's all you need. You but can't play Vandy and only those. win by four touchdowns. That's let that's dropping the ball. Right. Right. You can't play South you don't have Florida to deal and with that. win seventeen to three. Look, look at that's not the NFL. That's college football. It's a different standard. Mm-mm. All right. So um how much extra motivation right like I think there are players on every team that respect divisional rivalries to some degree or just have a dislike whether it's the whole rivalry of Jaguars versus this but you play the same team twice every year Mm -hmm. you develop some rivalries with some of the players I don't like going up against this guy or I don't like this organization whatever how much of a factor is that in Tennessee's motivation? Mike Vrabel saying, look, no, nobody cares in April what you did. This is not a momentum builder. And I, he doesn't seem like he's talking about ruining the Jaguars season. They just want to win a football game. Mm-hmm. you know. But they've probably wanted to win a football game every week this year, and they've been pretty bad at doing exactly that. So like, uh, my feeling is you get to the second quarter with a lead – on the Tennessee Titans, all that rah-rah yeah. stuff. I think it matters to kick off. Maybe. It, you can make it not matter if you get a lead. Pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, I just I don't think it's that big of a thing. I'm sure Arden Key's going to try to get him fired yeah. up, but Arden Key's not, no pun intended, the, a key player on that team. <laughs> no. He really isn't, right? No. He's just a guy. It can be a big factor if it's still a one-score game in the second half. Right, then I think you get a fully motivated, let's go, we can ruin their season attitude from the Tennessee Titans if it's still a one-score game in the second half, especially late in that game. Look, these guys are all professionals. They all go out with the uh, the intent is today we win, right? Like they're not putting in all this work all week long to just lose on Sunday. Losing is not as much fun as winning and doing it against a division rival who needs to win to win the division, all of those things matter, but they matter less if the team that you're talking about that all week, they take a two-score lead on you in the second quarter, you're like, ah, well, ah, we tried, right? Like You can <laughs> see that kind of attitude. That happens a lot in the last week of the regular season across the NFL, but you got to get a, a lead at some point to make them feel that pressure. I, I go back to the, the 2021 season ender, though. That's the one that you know, it's flipped. Colts couldn't it's apply flipped. that pressure. Right. Yeah. The Colts come in, and all they had to do was win that game, and they didn't do exactly what you were saying. They didn't, you know, get a two-score lead, and the Jags just were like, ah, ah, let's get the hell out of here. It's a nice day. When we get out, I can probably still hit top golf or, you know, go walk along the beach or whatever. It was 1 o'clock kick, if I remember correctly. Yeah, let's get out of here. It's the last day. Um, 
you know, they, they were – that was their best game of the season, the Jags played. But it wasn't because they were playing the hated Colts. Right. And it wasn't because they were playing uh, that, uh, you know, let's ruin their season game. It was like, thank God Urban Meyer's gone. Let's just flush this season. Let's get the heck out of here on a good high note. That's what they were playing I don't for. doubt there are a few guys like – this is – you know, the way you get to that level is you compete for division titles and playoff seating year after year after year, right? And and you thwart the other guy, and you you meet in big games that really mean something. The Jags haven't played many of those games, period, recently, but they did play a big one against Tennessee last year, and it was a winner-take-all. Yes. And, you know, so the, I, I don't say it's a zero level of motivation for some of those guys. Hey, you know what? They did it to us. Let's do it to them. And I think even Vrabel would probably bring it up. He'd probably be, be smart, too. You know, like, let's remember that feeling that you ended the season on last year when everything was taken away. You can give that to them today, and in addition to just making yourselves feel good about the whole situation. Uh, by the way, Arden Key um, signed a three-year, $21 million deal this offseason. He got six sacks this year. I think he, that's probably that's what he a, had last year, if I remember I think correctly. it's a fair – yeah. Level of compensation for him. Would he have helped here? Absolutely. Right. He would have been the third best pass rusher on this team, and and sub packages would have been better in that department. That is one area that you can. I, I want to say the Tennessee quarterbacks have been sacked sixty-two times this year. I mean, last week it was Bryce Young as an individual quarterback had 53. taken three. Fifty-three was the second most for one individual right. player behind Sam Howell collectively because it's been split between Levis. And Tannehill this year, you can get all over uh, that Tennessee uh, quarterback situation. Their offensive line has not been good this year. You got to think they're going to try to, you know, jump on you with Derrick Henry early in what could be his last hurrah. But if you can get this team into third and medium, you can really mm-hmm. get after whoever is playing quarterback for them. And uh, what better time for the Jags' pass rush? to have a hot performance like they did against Carolina. That's what you're supposed to do against the Panthers. But they did. They showed up and they did it. And Josh Allen is playing like, you know, like he's chasing uh, Defensive Player of the Year votes. And I don't think he'll get any of those because the situation in the market. He didn't even get a starting role in the Pro Bowl. But that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. he's in. And congrats to him and Ross Matisik and, uh, and all that. And the Jags will probably get a few more uh, yes. alternates along the way. What do you got? Uh, Pro Bowl alternates in 2023 for the Jags. Jamal Agnew, Logan Cook, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, Foye Aluakin, and Darius Williams. So these are all – is that official or are these what – are, what are you looking at here? Uh, yeah. That's those, a, are official, those are your official those are alternate alternates. list Correct. right there. All right. That's uh, really cool for Darius. He's had a great year. He has, and I'm, I'm glad he got that recognition. Yeah. I think all those guys – you know, you could argue Trevor Lawrence, you know, but you, you probably look at the AFC quarterback picture and realize they're not as good as you think it is, right? I mean, look at – There's no Burrow. Right. There, well, the, <laughs> no that Herbert. whole division, there's yeah. no no Burrow, there's no Herbert. Pittsburgh is a bit of a mess at the quarterback position, you know, and, and you you wonder is Pickett healthy or are they just rolling with Mason Rudolph now or what's the situation? I think it's Rudolph this week. It is Rudolph this yeah. week, right? Um, uh, but, you know, Cleveland's been through four different quarterbacks. Um, you know, and so might have the best one of the four now, you know, Den- <laughs> Denver, Russell Wilson's been terrible. There's, you know, CJ Stroud's been good, but there's nobody else in the AFC South that, you know, that 
stands out, uh, head nope. and shoulders above. So I guess it makes sense. And I think all those guys were the guys that we talked about yesterday. You guys weren't here. Uh, Pockets and I were kind of going through who the candidates were. Ultimately, I felt like Josh Allen would be the one guy with the exception potentially the specialist because I don't know. Like, did Ross Madison get in because he forced a fumble and recovered it? I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like, you I know, I didn't even look at a Pro be. Bowl ballot. I don't know what stats they show when you're voting for long snappers. <laughs> right. I like, he, he, I think he did lead Leads all long, long snappers, snappers in, in tackles, tackles yeah. right? which means he's solos. making plays. Yeah. Right. And, I guess if you're not like, is there a category for snapping it over the quarterback's head or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the, as the the draw, like it'd be like the equivalent of fumbles yeah. for them. You know, I, I was actually kind of pleased that, you know, in this market, at the most obscure position in football, you got recognized for a guy who did a pretty good job. Yes, so he did. you know, um, you know, I hope the rest of these guys get out. Oh, look, Jags start stacking division titles. Hopefully, they'll break through. Um, didn't really talk about Derrick Henry yesterday that much in relation to the running back situation in the AFC. Very comparable numbers, I felt, to ETN. He's carried it a little bit more. He averages a tenth of a yard more per carry, and thus he has about 100 more rushing yards. They have the same amount of rushing touchdowns. Uh, ETN has more because of the receiving work, but I, I felt like you know Derrick Henry gets that kind of grandfathered in on name recognition, and that's the way it goes yeah. in a lot of these cases. Well, the back half of the season has been what it's been for ETN, right? Right. And recency bias yeah. plays a and the role. The first five, six weeks of the year was like, yeah, ETN's a pro bowler. Are you kidding me? Right? Like, that's the way that it looked. In the back half of the season, the run game has been so miserably bad until that game against Carolina that it's I, – I didn't expect when the pro bowl rosters were to be announced – that ETN, with the back half of the season he's had, would wind up as a pro bowler in the AFC, especially going up against guys like Derrick Henry, whose name still has value. James Cook has been good the back half of the season, where he Mostert just scores touchdowns in bunches. It feels like every week that he's been able to play. Like It makes sense that the guys who made the pro bowl made the Pro Bowl, especially given the back halves of the seasons that those guys have had. If ETN had had maybe one more 100-yard rushing game, that might have been enough. Maybe. Right? To get him into the Pro Bowl. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for him. You know, um, the the guy who I thought was most deserving that didn't get in when we talked about this yesterday was Foyer. I really, I think Foyer has an argument to be the number one inside linebacker, at least in the AFC. Yeah. And, you, you, and I was looking at, you know, the likely contenders. Guys like Roquan, uh, Zaire Franklin, uh, who leads the league in tackles, but by four over Aluk. And Alukin basically has these guys covered in just about every category, either yeah. a push or a slight edge to him. And then Patrick Queen gets in. Was it the the one more sack that he has over Foyer? I mean, honestly, like I look at his numbers and I, I fail to see where he was better than Foyer Aluken. Yeah. This year, but that the, felt like a Baltimore Raven fan base ballot box stuffing. Yeah, me. when we had a serious Pro Bowl conversation, it was probably what five, six weeks into the year. We asked the question like that: Who do you think the Pro Bowlers could be for this team at that point? Because it was right around the New Orleans game. I remember we were having that kind of conversation and how big a moment that could be for Foyer to have a pick six Thursday night football when everyone can see it because he's been really good for the last couple of years. Just Hadn't had an opportunity to play in a Pro Bowl. It's like this might break him through. But even at that time, I remember saying, given where he's playing 
and the names that we see, the Roquan Smiths of the world that are playing in the AFC still, it feels more likely to me that Foyer Lucan will be a an all-pro than a pro bowler because the fan voting carries so much weight in the Pro Bowl voting, that I and I still think that. I, I would not be surprised if Foye Lucan winds up being a first-team All-Pro, right? That wouldn't surprise me. I would have been a little bit surprised if he had made the Pro Bowl over those guys. Not that he wouldn't deserve it, because he does. He's one of the handful of the best inside linebackers in football. He's He should be recognized as such. Unfortunately, he wasn't. Uh, nice to see Jamal Agnew get the recognition, too, considering he's missed a lot of time, Absolutely. right? I think that's a right that, – like, he is getting to a place now – where people are like, oh, yeah, don't forget about Jamal Agnew. Right. They, right? Like, he's kind of at that Pro Bowl level in his yeah. little niche uh, as a return guy. And, you know, whether it should impact it or not, I think making a few splash plays on offense absolutely. probably yeah. does. It doesn't oh, hurt absolutely. you. Shouldn't be a factor if you're judging who the best return man is in no. the National Football Everyone's League. watching red zone. You oh, see sure. the big plays for Jamal Agnew if you're watching Red Zone. It's oh, another one, Agnew. Oh, right. that's cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's come back and let's hear what Trevor Lawrence had to say yesterday about uh, how he feels at this point in the week compared to last week and just in general and his thoughts about the rivalry matchup with the Tennessee Titans. If you want to get in, 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines or on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DiRocco, and Dylan Denmark here with you. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Iraq on Jags Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air, commercial and residential on 1010XL. So far, not much at all. Yeah, so, yeah, so, to, 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 oh, so today will be a good, you know, a good little test. Get to, get to, you know, throw a little bit and see how it feels. So, um, you know, probably still be limited out there and CJ will take the bulk of stuff um, but you know that's the, the plan is just to kind of see how it feels every day and hopefully progress to where I can go on Sunday. That's Trevor Lawrence from yesterday we'll have more from your Jaguar Pro Bowl alternate quarterback uh, for 2023. Uh, he along with a number of his teammates being named uh, this morning as Pro Bowl alternates or whenever they were officially named uh, the word is coming out this morning, in addition to Josh Allen and Ross Matisik being elected as uh, primary Pro Bowlers, uh, I guess Matisik is the only starter, right? Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's officially the third outside linebacker, uh, and uh, you've got uh, Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Foye Lewican, Darius Williams, Logan Cook, and Jamal Agnew. So special teams getting it done here in Jacksonville, Probably, right? You got yeah. Your long snapper, your punter. Your return man, you know, I said Brandon McManus would be a unanimous pro bowler, but you can't have everything. And uh, as long as he makes the big kicks now from this point forward, like if you got – I don't know if there will be any big kicks. You know, as it turned out against Carolina, once you made the first one, I think the first one was big, so you don't want to squander your opportunity to take that initial lead right yeah, away. Right. right, that was what, like a chippy, a 28-yard? Right, but you're, still, you're yeah. still trying to I, There was a little bit of trepidation, streak. I think, on everybody in the stadium's part about whether he was making that. <laughs> right, and what, then he made that, and he made them all, yeah. and right. it was fine. Certainly hadn't had a Pro Bowl year here this no. season. Even if he had made them all, it's hard to overtake Tucker, who's kind of the de facto Pro Bowl kicker in the AFC, right? Right. But, I mean, look, uh, you know, at one point he was like 92% or something like that. He had never finished a season over 90% in his career. So, you know, it was probably just off to a really good start by his standards. Um, Again, now 
if there's a big kick to be had, if you make it against Tennessee and you make the ones you got to make in the postseason, so be we're good. Done. Yeah. Right, we're good. I mean, look, that's probably where I'm – they probably didn't hit my expectations for what I thought they'd do in the regular season. In fact, they didn't. I mean, I picked them to win 12 games, and I thought they'd be a higher seed than they are now and have the chance to maybe play a couple of home games. But I still think it was a successful regular season, as far, even if it didn't meet my expectations. my That wasn't the whole bar on whether or not you have success. Back-to-back division titles would be – uh, pretty good in my book. We'll mm-hmm. see if they're able to get there. Trevor Lawrence uh, may or may not play this week, but he had the unique uh, professional experience of watching a game, an entire game, from the sideline. Direct, there's always a big conversation. Oh, we, we can learn. You can learn by watching, right? And I, uh, we've had people calling us up on the postgame show on Jaguars Today this week going, they need to sit him down for another week, as almost if, if to say, Protect the Jags from Trevor Lawrence and his turnover-prone ways. Not, we need him to get healthier for another week. And that's a legitimate thing. If you think that his shoulder injury is not going to allow him to be a better option than C.J. Beathard, okay, that's reasonable. But if you're thinking, well, we just need to go to a much more conservative style and therefore C.J. is the way to go, what if you need to make some big plays? What if What if you are down? What if your defense doesn't pitch a shutout this week? What if you have a couple of flukes? What if there's a, a fumble on a kickoff return that's a scoop and score? And right, Crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. If he's able to go, he goes. There's no question he goes uh, this week. I mean, and no question that he should go in my mind, at least for some people, I don't think that's 100% certainty. Some people, uh, it's probably a vocal minority. Let's be honest, right? I think most yeah. people understand if Trevor Lawrence – it's that play. same vocal minority that's ready for them to move on from Trevor. It's okay. Well, I think that's even a subset of that Done minority. Done with you, maybe, yeah. You know, I hope anyway. Uh, but Trevor t- said uh, yesterday that watching the game from the sideline was uh, a weird experience for him. Obviously, it's weird. I've never really done that. You know, that once in college for COVID, I was in Notre Dame <clears throat> for that game and wasn't able to play. So that was really the first time other than that that I've done that in the NFL, first time in general. So... You know, it's a weird experience kind of being on the outside almost looking in. Obviously, you're still part of the team and you're still involved. But, you know, I'm just trying to stay out of those guys' way on game day. You know, I know what it's like to be in the zone and especially CJ playing. And obviously, you know, there's pressure on him and he's really excited for the opportunity. And I just want to stay out of his way and just do anything he needs to help him play better, whatever that is. And I think most of that is just kind of letting him do his thing. Because I know a lot of people were checking on him all week and making sure he was good. And um, I just wanted to let him have his space. So I was trying to kind of stay out of the way a little bit. You know, it's funny, at at press conferences, you kind of try and maybe we overanalyze things that people say, coaches say, and all that other stuff. But I asked Doug the same question. Hey, did Trevor get anything out of that? And um, he said, yeah, and went on for a little bit. Then he said he sees things differently, how he would handle situations. So, yeah, there's definitely things that I think he took away that he can definitely use the next time he gets an opportunity, which – now, the way he ended that, and maybe I'm overanalyzing it, and maybe everybody that was sitting near me overanalyzed it when we were talking about it afterwards. D- does that mean he's not playing again this year? He's he's done, and they just don't want to put him on IR. I mean, you know, you know, unless they get, you know, to the Super Bowl, something like that. I mean, that caused me to kind of do a little bit I don't more know. of a. Like, like I, we overanalyze. Now we're going we, to, we the, to tinfoil to the hats area a little <laughs> bit, right? I mean, let's let's play this one out. Yeah. Okay, let's say they knew that. 
okay? So the I guess the motivation would be you don't want your team to feel like, oh, crap, our franchise quarterback's not coming back. Like, I, I would think that that would be the thing. Like, if Trevor's not taking practice reps and whatever, a- after a certain point, people are preparing for C.J. Beathard, right? But I-, I would think that for your own team, if they look at it going in the postseason, hey, man, if they- we win this week, maybe next week we'll get Trevor back, right? Like, and that's a-, a carrot. So if that were the case, I don't think Doug Peterson would phrase it and leave it open to that interpretation. You know what I mean? Like you if, never it, know. No, you, you don't and, know. And, I, and, but I'm like I said, overanalyzing, yeah. and it's just something that we kind of do. There's time between Doug's press conference and then the quarterback's press conference. Right. So then we always just kind of overanalyze. Yeah. That's why I, there's no practice to I go to yet. I wouldn't be surprised if last week when Doug said, "Yeah, we're expecting him to be limited in practice today," and then he didn't practice. If he's just this being week being more careful. Yeah. Right. With anything that he's saying about Trevor and his availability, because I don't know, if he, I don't know if he's practicing. Like, right. I yeah. think they have an expectation. He got back on the practice field. He's just saying the next time he's out there, maybe it's this week, maybe it's not this week. You know, maybe yeah. it won't be next week. I, I, I seriously doubt. I really do that if they thought Trevor was shut down for the year, they'd let him anywhere near the practice field. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's malpractice, quite frankly, right? I well, mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you uh, can you can prevent. I mean, look, he went through the footwork drills, never made a throw. Okay, but that, I don't even know if he participated in anything else after the media portion. Granted, None of us do. But I if don't he, even know if, if he's he throwing a ball. If I don't, I don't even know. We know, all right? But yeah. I'm saying if. Okay, I I doubt he's just gonna do. If he's limited today, it's going to be ladder drills, okay? I, I doubt that's the extent of it, right? That That's my opinion. Right, probably Otherwise, not. you're yeah. going to, what, this great ruse that, that what? Because once the, you know, the game kicks off or the inactives come out, you know he's not playing. Like, yeah, you know. Look, yeah, but coaches play these games all the time. <sighs> that, I don't they know. They do. Who, name who was it, name that me a guy that, that. Who wasn't recently that wouldn't announce a starter? It was somebody. Sure, that's a, that's different though than a guy is done for the year. We're not going to put him on IR. Yeah, maybe not done because for we want to. If 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 we get to the divisional round, he could possibly play. Okay, maybe the, you know the maybe it is. Right? I don't know. I, I again mean, overanalyze. We just I, I would we got be nothing shocked, to do for that. I would Honestly, I think minutes. it would be if if they knew that, and I don't think this is the case at all. In my opinion, okay, this is all it is. I don't opinion. really either. Okay. But it was just fun to kind of speculate right, but and I, analyze. I think if yes. they knew that, that I really think they would just shut him down yeah. and, and be like, hey, we believe in CJ. And you, you kind of rally around. I, I don't know what the point would be of dragging it out and putting him out for a kind of a, you know, we'll see if I'm available kind of midweek press conference. No, I'm with you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, speaking of something that we've talked about throughout uh, this season with him, the knee injury, the ankle injury, the head injury, and now the shoulder injury. We've said every week, if he can play, he's playing. Right. Right? Like, that's the way that we felt about it every week. I don't know if he's going to be available or not, but if he can play, they're going to play Trevor Lawrence in that given game, and he was asked about that attitude yesterday. You know, I think everyone's, this point in the year, everybody's dealing with something. You know, you, this the way this game is, If the way I see it is if, if you can play, you play. If you can't, and then you can't and you don't you know I, I don't think it's very I do think it can be difficult depending on the injury to make that decision sometimes because you got to weigh one can I play close to my best to help the team and two is this going to affect me long term to where next week or the following week is it still going to be lingering if I decide to play I think you got to weigh that that can be difficult but 
I think that the whole commitment deal in this this game is important, and I think that guys understand that on this team. And if you can play, you play. Yeah, I, I again, I, I just think this is that's the professional attitude. He, he hopefully, be. this year has killed the narrative that the, the football didn't mean that much to try. I mean, it's crazy, right? right. The knee, the ankle, the head, and he plays through all that and comes back, and he's finally in a circumstance where this impacts his ability to throw the ball, and we just don't know. But I'll say this, too. You know, like, if this – I heard the guys on the drill talking about this this morning. If you're in a situation where you feel about Trevor, that wherever he is, right, wherever he is in his progression towards health, if he were in the exact same spot next week and you'd play him because it was a playoff game, then you damn sure better play him this week because it's a playoff game. It's a playoff game. I mean, Absolutely it's just, it is. It's just yeah. a playoff game, not in name, but it's – a de facto playoff game is what it is. So we'll see. I, I think if he can't go, it means he can't go, period. And like Doug said last week, they're going to be all in on one approach or the other. I don't think it's going to be, okay, we're going to roll out Trevor, but we're really not sure. We're going to activate a third quarterback. I think they're either going to go, hey, we think he can make it through the game. We got CJ as the backup. That's how we roll. Or he's not good enough to get through. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, let's see what that first drive looks like, and we'll have CJ you know, ready to go. I, I, I think they want to be – Fairly confident that if they put him out there, that he has a reasonable expectation to complete four quarters. Absolutely. That's the only yeah. reason to put him. If, if there's any doubt that in your mind Look, as Doug Peterson, then you, you if can't If he takes a him. shot to the shoulder and he gets knocked out of the game, he gets knocked out of the game. Which can happen yeah. to anybody. Yeah. But, like, it, it's it's different. It, it, there's more football to be played. Like, and what Trevor said, it, got, it gets more of a difficult conversation in terms of, well, if I don't play this week, how much better prepared am I for next week? And you do have to factor in, well, Tennessee is not a playoff team. It is a playoff game, but you have to factor in the caliber of the competition, just like I'm sure they did to some degree with Carolina last week. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's different. if this were the Super Bowl, he'd be at, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, if there's no tomorrow. If there's no game Correct. beyond this, he'd be active. Whether he, he might be active as an emergency quarterback, he'd be active, and I have no doubt, in some capacity. Uh, and to give you just an option um, that you might not choose to go with, might not be your best option, but there's no tomorrow. You got the entire offseason to rehab. That's not where they find themselves. So they might have four more games still to play this year, the optimistic mm-hmm. point of view. All right, we'll come back. We got more from Trevor Lawrence specifically on the rivalry with the Tennessee Titans and the matchup and how that all feels. Pockets, what do we got tickets to give away to uh, this morning? I got a pair of tickets to see the AEW Dynamite Rampage live at Daly's Place January 10th. That's next Wednesday, I believe, at 7.30. That you is want those next tickets? Wednesday. Call me up at 641 What number call are we taking? Let's do number three. Oh, oh wow. We're going quick. Number three, mm-hmm. uh, as they say in the morning, be kind, be courteous. Be nice to Pockets, or uh, maybe he'll accidentally hang up on you. Okay, But if you want tickets to AEW, what is it called? Rampage? Dynamite? Yes. In the ring? Bull in the ring? What is it called again? You might hang out with Hacker. I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. It's If you want to go see AEW in action at Daly's Place next Wednesday, we've got a pair of tickets for the third caller right now. Apparently, the uh, phone lines do work. At six four one ten ten, because they're buzzing away. Uh, so pockets will take care of you. Be patient as we get into the break. We'll come back more from Trevor Lawrence. We got the breakfast bowl next hour as well. Mike DeRocco is here. Fat Tony for the first time in twenty twenty four. You're listening to Jaguars today on ten ten XL and ninety two point five FM. Mike DeRocco Thursday on Jaguars today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on ten ten XL. 
All right, Jaguars today rolling on here. Most, the vast majority feel that uh, a win makes the regular season a success this weekend. But, uh, you know, there's still a, about a one in five, one in four, depending on when I check in on this poll. A lot of voting on this one uh, today. Almost 650 votes already. Uh, and about 23% say they expected more. So, no, a win does not make this a successful regular season. The overall determination on the success of the season will come in hopefully future weeks. If it ends on Sunday, it's a miserable disappointment. Absolutely. Is what it is. To not even return to the playoffs would be a miserable disappointment. Um, but they have clinched back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in a while. But uh, I think most fans had – Bigger expectations than that alone. Breakfast Bowl coming up in about 15 minutes. Let's get a few more here uh, from Trevor Lawrence. And you go back to last year, and they won in a must-win scenario, and and they had a lot of them down the stretch last year, but particularly against this team. Trevor Lawrence was asked yesterday if beating the Titans in that circumstance in Week 18 does anything for his or the team's overall confidence level. Yes and no. It's a different year. Um, These are two different teams. Um, but yeah, it does feel kind of similar. It was different because the, the way the season went last year, I think we, we, I don't know if we had the same record going into the game or exactly what it was, but, um, it was a little bit of a different situation, but both playing for potential spot in the playoffs. And if you win, you're in. So, um, that's the same sense, sense of urgency we feel this week. And we understand that we have a job to do, you know, we want to figure out, just find a way to win this game and we get another week to play. Um, and that's our mindset and that's what we're, that's what we're, aiming for obviously I think there's no secret about that and I think that that experience in the past can help you but you still gotta this is a new week though you gotta prepare you gotta put everything into winning this game and you can't really rely on the your past I and mean, obviously the past experience you hope helps you but you know you're not thinking about that you're thinking about this week and what we can do to beat them you know yeah. week 18. Yeah I don't think it's so much that it's the same opponent you know I think it's that hey we answer the bell mm-hmm. in a must-win scenario Right, And that, I think, seeps into your football DNA a little bit. And the more times you do that, the more confidence you have. As you go on, Trevor Lawrence has a lot of confidence as a quarterback. Why? Because he's had a lot of success. It's not like he just showed up like, hey, I'm going to tear this league apart or whatever. He's <laughs> had building blocks along the way, and I think that is a building block. And I think they collectively are smart enough to know, Tony, this is a different Tennessee team, different challenges. But Which, by the way, I know how I feel. Surprise! Pete Prisco had the opposite feel. I spoke with him this morning. Who do you want to play quarterback for the Titans this week? Uh, I'd probably, ooh, I'd probably prefer to face Levis. Okay, you rock. I would too. I would too. Hundred percent. Pete wants him to play. He he, he thinks Levis is much more dynamic. You know, uh, Tan. And I get it. I like. I look <laughs> that's, at. That's funny with Tannehill, considering that's been. The strength of his game since he became a quarterback, right, is the dynamic element that he can add as a runner. But I think not just the the running aspect. It's more like you know the big arm. He can get he it. can make the fifty yard throw on a line kind yeah. of thing. And he's just the more more inclined to probably take some chances, drive the ball down the field, throw some 50-50 balls to DeAndre Hopkins. But really, after that first game where he he threw like we watch it where it was on like red zone as we're watching the Jags game and he's throwing just these mortar shots down the field and we're like, man, I mean either he has the most incredible accuracy on a ball that's coming almost straight down or he's just chucking it up for grabs and 
Yeah. It's working. NFL defenses will adjust to that pretty quickly. He scored – he threw four touchdowns in that game. He's thrown four since. Yeah. So, I, I'm – with you guys, I'd rather face Levis um, than the, quote, savvy veteran. I'd be worried. Tannehill, it's third and seven. It's uh, – he's going to run for – Dan, the most slow-moving eight you've ever seen in your life. And <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't been good this year when he, he played. No. He's no, he bad. hasn't. Not but, one of those guys have been good. But uh, I, I do think in a, a one-game – type situation, give me the guy who's seen a lot more professional football. I'd feel better. Like, if I were the Titans, other than wanting to get a look at my guy, like if the Titans needed this game because they had postseason hopes and you didn't worry about developing Will Levis, I would probably roll with Tannehill myself. So that that's my thought on mm-hmm. it. It could be wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, and continuing to speak about the Titans, we've seen guys coming out of the locker room, Josh Allen, Specifically, I saw he was asked about Tennessee, and he said, I hate him. I've, I've hated him since I got there. Good. Right? Like, and I'm sure fans, they see that kind of thing, and their hearts soar. We love that guy. Right? Stuff, yeah. <laughs> to see that guy in that locker room saying that about this team. And Trevor Lawrence yesterday was asked about the rivalry against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they beat us twice my rookie year. Um, had a really bad, <clears throat> bad experience up there in 2021. That was just a rough day all the way around. You know, we got shut out. I played really bad. Just in general, um, our team was in a really, really weird spot at that point. Um, so that kind of stuck with me even through last year, going back there again and kind of thinking about that experience and wanting to to play better, wanting to get a win up there in Tennessee. Um, and then you talk about just the rivalry and the passion from both sides and, and just, you know, kind of how much we dislike each other on the field. And I think that that's a real thing in this rivalry. And it's cool to have teams like that in your division where it is competitive. Every time you step on the field, no matter the circumstances, no matter how many wins they have or we have or what the situation is, you're always going to get their best, and they're going to do everything they can to beat you, and you're going to do the same. So I think that that is the cool thing about football in general, but especially a division rival like that. You know what to expect. There's no secrets, and um, I think that's the cool part of it. All right, uh, one more from Trevor Lawrence. Like, must win, right? It likely is a must win game again. If Baltimore wins on Saturday, there's a scenario where you'll lose and then you only need one other outcome to go your way and you still make the postseason. Certainly must win in terms of winning the division, getting a home playoff game assured to you, all that, right? So we'll call it a must-win game. And Trevor Lawrence saying yesterday that uh, must win or not or any other game, the preparation doesn't change or at least it shouldn't change in his estimation. I I don't think anything changes. I think you prepare the same way. I think the biggest thing is just – during the week, you prepare yourself mentally for those moments and you do everything you can to have your plan down, to watch the tape, know the team, know the, know the opponent you're playing um, and be prepared because that's something where you can't make up for that on Sunday. It's too late. So as long as you do that, the moment is what it is. Like, you know what's on the line. That's not going to change. And I think that that shouldn't change how you view things. It's just you prepare the same way and you stick to your process that you can't change when the stakes get higher. You know, you have to be committed to what you do. And I think we are here. Um, so we, we know what to do. We've been in this situation before, um, like we said. So I think we, we trust our process and we know how to prepare for games like this. But the attention to detail throughout the week is going to be huge, you know, leading up to Sunday. Sunday, everybody's going to be juiced. Everybody's going to be amped. We know what's on the line. But we got to take care of today first and then tomorrow, then Friday, Saturday, and then we'll get there Sunday. Let's get a W, right? I mean, 10-9, to 7-3. Two to nothing, five to <laughs> five to four. 
Probably never been in the NFL game that ended five to four. I wouldn't think so, Three no. safeties and a field goal, baby. <laughs> we can do this. If there's not nine feet of snow on the ground, I don't expect that score No, I don't happen. think that will happen either. <laughs> not not predicting anything. Like, I don't really care what the score is mm-hmm. being the point. I don't care about sty- – there's no style points this week. It's just it's just uh, bottom lining it um, is uh, – look, last week, kind of the same, but the fact that you won in thoroughly dominant fashion I think gives you a little bit of a better feeling that – Maybe we can just really put that whole losing streak behind us. If you win that game ten to nine against the Carolina Panthers, you're like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> like, have we really improved our play? They clearly stepped up their level of play, particularly defensively yep. last week. Uh, let's see if it carries over versus Tennessee. Uh, more on that game to come on this Thursday morning edition. We got the breakfast bowl coming up next. Everyone's belly is full. Fat Tony is on the clock, and we'll do that. Straight ahead, you're listening to Jaguars today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people all across the world. Let's get ready for the Breakfast Bowl Challenge! Mike Tarocco on Jaguars today is kept comfortable by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. All right, we'll get to your calls here coming up shortly. D-Rock, are you comfortable? I am absolutely comfortable here. You look very comfortable today. I, I, sometimes it's, you know, when I first come in, I go, mm, get a little warm today, but no, I feel great. No, that's because Lloyd's Heating and Air is hooking absolutely. you up, baby, and we appreciate those guys supporting the program. Uh, D-Rock gave them a winning performance in the Breakfast Bowl last week. Tony, uh, what went down? Yeah, D-Rock took down the week, 88.56 points. Dylan second. 73.18, Dempsey third, 63.7, and me a miserable 36.2, which creates a 10-point lead for Mike Dempsey over me for the championship heading into the final 10. week. 10.08, okay? Mm-hmm. Just in case <laughs> I outpoint Tony by 10 exactly, mm-hmm. I've got a .08 margin. <laughs> uh, and, and the battle for third place is being waged here. Again, we drop our high and low scores of the season. Uh, Dylan... In that scenario, with 11.46.1, yeah. Dylan's D-Rock, had a real good last he's had a five good, or six weeks. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, yeah, last two weeks out he's in triple digits. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that right? Is that what your yeah, handicap that's what was? Yeah, it was, yep. All right. Um, didn't understand the rules, apparently, uh, all <laughs> well, season Well, the first long. six weeks, I picked somebody else hurt. Yeah, he he took of, Watson that you. first week, and Dempsey and I both, when he did it, were like, oh. Oh, here we go. Got <laughs> the new that ET. Kind of year. Got the new ET. Anyway, he's got, you've got like a 50-point edge, 49-point edge over D-Rock. Yeah. Uh, D-Rock trying It'll to stay out of last place. It's going to be tough. It would be a tough one. At the top, about 10 points, as we said, mm-hmm. separate things. So, uh, draft order this week, Tony, myself, Dylan, and D-Rock, in that order, reverse order of last week's points, drafting a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. Cannot be a super flex. Point per reception scoring. Cannot use a player twice. Uh, Once you speak the name, that's the person you're locked into. And as we've discussed in recent weeks, uh, if you name a guy that everyone knows they are the only one that can draft them, they're still allowed to take that player. So uh, we all have a few players, I would imagine, in Mm -hmm. that situation this week. Tony, who would you like first? Nico Collins, please. Nico, all right. Nico Collins it is. All right, well – Got a couple of different ways I can go in this position, and I'm not sure which one's the better alternative, but I'm going to go James Conner to start things off and see where it goes from here. Pockets. Hmm. Hmm. Joe Mixon 
Okay, Joe Mixon off the board. Mr. Duraco, Mike Duraco of ESPN fame, embedded Jaguars reporter, yes, working yes, on yes, that, yes, that yes. multi-year deal. He's going to be around for a long, long time, people. They love him at ESPN. Getting ready to take over for Mike Clay right now as a top fantasy analyst if he makes the right pick here. Gardner Minshew. Minshew. All right. Well, you, you Certainly play, on my list. You're looking week. for motivated guys. What you don't want are a bunch of guys on teams who have no incentive to improve their playoff positioning, yeah. right? Teams that are eliminated, some of those play hard, right? Like I took James Conner. I saw how Arizona played last week. Uh, Minshew obviously motivated D-Rock. Who are you going to pair him with? I'm going to pair him with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. All right. He was on my list, but probably wasn't going to get to him. All right. Godwin it is. Off the board. Back to you, Pockets. George Pickens. Okay. He's been hot. Yes. For sure, George Pickens has been hot. All right. I'm going to go try to play the game here. I'm going to leave out a guy. That I had a freebie shot at uh, to take Elijah Mitchell. No Christian McCaffrey this week. We're going to run Elijah Mitchell 20 times mm-hmm. for San Francisco. Tony, back to back. Back to back. I'll go Darren Waller. And Derek Carr. Okay. There we go. Uh, back to me. I'm going to go, I don't have many good options at tight end this weekend at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Gerald Everett and hope for the damn best. I really left myself thin at that spot. Uh, I'll tell you who I considered later, but somebody <laughs> might take him, so I won't speak the name. I won't spoil yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, on to Dylan. Give me a tight end. Hmm. Give me Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. He was one of the two that this week I would have felt okay about getting. Yeah, I used him. That was week. left on my list. I had yeah. I had two. I took the one I maybe three. All right, D Rock got back to backers here. Yeah, interesting. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna go Zeke. Okay. Against the hated Jets. Ooh, what could be Bill Belichick's last game? Could be. We don't know. Big rally around the Belichick situation. <laughs> exactly. Don't know. Um, rally around the belly. Rally around the 20 touches that you expect Elliot to have. That's kind of the scenario. Uh-huh. Uh I wanted Tucker Kraft and I hate Dylan, so I'm just gonna go with uh Janu Smith. Janu, all right. Not a lot of and I'm only writing his first name, not too many Janus to keep mm. track nope, of. Nope, that's what I did. All right, Pockets, need a quarterback or a flex? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting here. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I'm going to go flex. Ketchup and sriracha. Give me Jaden Reed. I thought about him, but, man, just a little bit banged up. Yeah, but, uh, and he's only, like, if he doesn't have his touchdowns, it's not a good night. No, I think that's a, a solid pick, though. Mm-hmm. I was very interested in Jaden Reed uh, this week, but uh, I knew at wide receiver uh, – was thinking about Devontae Adams, but I was just like, eh. Big game last week. Yeah, I'm going DK Metcalf. Seattle needing a win. Uh, Tony, running back and a flex. I will go Rashad White. And Justin Jefferson. Wow, no Jonathan Taylor for you, huh? Nope. All right. We all thought he'd go. I'm going Josh Allen at quarterback. The worst kept secret in the breakfast bowl. 
Yes. We've discussed him for the last seven weeks. Tony <laughs> and I each have him left. When will we pull the trigger? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, thank you, NFL Circumstances, for leaving him in the final game of the week. <laughs> I honestly thought about going with Gabe Davis to hook it up. Uh, but Metcalf, much better option, I hope. Uh, Dylan, need your quarterback here. Give me a Stroud. Give me that Stroud. All right, which Tennessee Titan would you like in your flex, <laughs> D-Rock? Yeah, you know, that's funny. Uh, I'm going to go with James Cook. Oh, James Cook. Did he get traded uh, this week? Uh, no. I thought you might go Chiga Conquo this week. He I was really on did. my list of tight ends Yeah, right I thought here. you might. Um, I had Friar Muth on there. He hasn't been great this no. year, but but he is – you know, like you're you're just looking for something. Somebody but that may catch four. Here's the the <laughs> guy I really considered. Uh-huh. Johnny Munt. Oh yeah. Of the Vikings, mm-hmm. right? I mean he caught like four for like 45-50 this week with no Hawkinson. Yeah. And somebody like Johnny Munt scoring a touchdown this week, you know he is. So oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. The final week of the practice bowl, much to the delight of the listening audience, as Tony goes with Derek Carr. <laughs> Rashad White, Nico Collins, Darren Waller, Justin Jefferson. I'm going Josh Allen, James Conner, DK Metcalf, Gerald Everett, Elijah Mitchell. Pockets going CJ Stroud, Joe Mixon, George Pickens, Tyler Kraft, and Jaden Reeds. Doubling up on those Green Bay pass catchers. And D-Rock going Minshew, Zeke Elliott, Chris Godwin, Jonu Smith, and James Cook. See who buys for next week, and we'll see who's the overall. Uh, and the first time, because it's only going to be me and Tony winning it, one of us. Yeah be the first two-time breakfast Yeah, I'm a little bummed that I'm not absolutely sure that Trevor Lawrence is playing. That's who I would have taken a quarterback. I've I've had him as the only guy that could take him now for like six weeks. He's done well against Tennessee. Right, and I was looking forward to hopefully him getting back this week and I could take him. And I think he's probably going to play, but I'm not risking a zero. And so the only only two Jaguars that I've had the opportunity to use this year because of just the way that, that things fell were ETN and Ingram. I never used Kirk. I never used Ridley. I never used Lawrence. I used Ridley, Kirk. I used probably I used those all four. I've used them all, yeah. Probably yeah. I know I Most used Lawrence. Most of y'all have. I think that Dylan's the only one that, besides me that didn't get the chance to use Kirk. Y'all yeah, all why do you hate the Jaguars? Ridley. Yeah. Huh? Y'all all use Ridley. Y'all all use Lawrence, and I was waiting on opportunities <laughs> with matchups to use all these <laughs> guys. And then Trevor's out. I'm like, well, I'm not using Ridley without Trevor. I feel like he had 18 opportunities, D-Rock, to take Jaguars every week. Just taking yeah. Jaguars, you know, if you really if you had faith in them. That might be a record for most Jaguar players we've all taken in a year. Like, using all five of those guys? Yeah. Quite yeah. possible. Yeah, I mean, I we I don't think we took. Five I think last next year, year we're, we we should we'll vote on it and maybe make some fun tweaks like you can get some bonus points on the Jags. You know what I mean? Um, some different things like that. I also thought about uh, what about the idea of everybody having one block for the whole year? You can only <laughs> use it right. It's like you, you can use it one time. I would have right. blocked you from taking Connor today. That's what I would have done. Is that right? Yeah. You would have taken. I wasn't I sure on Connor or Elijah Mitchell. I really thought Tony might take Elijah Mitchell. Right out of the gates today, but either way, it's That's fun. That's not a bad idea. It's we fun. are adding to the competition well, as we go. Why not? Hey. You know what? we got to take it up a new notch, right? Well, any chance for more confusion is good for huh. me. No question about it. All right, let's get a couple of quick calls in here, and then we'll come back and take a look at uh, today's question of the day. Uh, starting with Kirk up in Clarksville, Tennessee. Kirk, you're on Jaguars today. Good morning. Morning, guys. Uh, first of all, as, as usual, I don't ever get a chance to call as often as I used to because I was working then. Now I'm retired, so I work even more. <laughs> uh, we were on the way home from Louisville last weekend and uh, didn't uh, have an opportunity to watch a game on YouTube TV. 
but we did catch it on XM. And I wanted to mention uh, something about how the guys called the game. It's the very first time I've heard them ever call a game, and I was really impressed with their professionalism and the way they handled everything. It's great, man. I, I love you guys so much. You just don't know. But I'm on my way to Jacksonville because i got to be the grand dog uh, babysitter this weekend, and I'll be watching the Titans Jaguars somewhere in a, in a, a bar in, uh, at home for a change. But uh, anyway, that's all i got to say. Well, we appreciate and it, Kirk. Save Kirk. Happy yeah. New Year to you. And it, the irony, of course, is Kirk lives in Tennessee, and the Jags are coming to Tennessee, and he's coming to Jacksonville <laughs> yep. this weekend. But, uh, you know, your family – First, we get it, and I know you'll be supporting him. Kirk has been a longtime supporter of this program. So, again, Happy New Year. We appreciate it. I'm, my finger is hesitating over the button. All right, I'll hit it. Terrence in Georgia is next up on Jaguars today. Hello, Terrence. Hey, Michael. How you doing? I'm hey, well, Pat Terrence. Tony. What's going on, Terrence? Mr. Rocco, how you doing? I'm great. Hey, great. Listen, one of these days I'm going to get into fantasy football. It sounds like I have a lot of fun We with do. That. We do. You'd be my first pick in the listener room. Uh, draft though, I, I would. That is, that's nice, Mike. You know you're my boy. Uh, you're my you're my guy my, too, Terrence. Come on now, what's up? I know. Uh, I got a question for y'all, and y'all might all right. Now let me ask you this. And I think I just had had enough of Trevor, but this year, uh, if if you knew CJ could get us a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, would you play CJ, or if you knew Trevor? would get in, you start Trevor, and we lose in a divisional round. <laughs> yeah, I said, Terrence, if, if we had a crystal ball and we knew the outcome, yeah, I'd take the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. I don't care. I'd take you if I knew you would win the Super Bowl. I'd cut them all and play you one on 11 <laughs> if I knew that guaranteed the Jags would win the Super Bowl. All right? Uh, so, yes, yes if, if somehow we knew the future and that – C.J. Beathard would win the Super Bowl, and Trevor Lawrence wouldn't. We'd pick the guy who would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> how consistent he, he's this guy is. Oh, he's trying to come up with a scenario yeah. where we want C.J. Beathard to play. Here's the problem. We don't know that, Terrence, and we no. never will, and no one will, and you don't either, and stop it. I Just was like, it. that's kind of mean, Mike, saying I'm hesitant to push the button, and now I'm like, okay, no, now I, I get it. Every yeah. day. It's the same thing with Terrence. It's why, you know, you know, we need to sit down, Trevor, for another week. No, no. If he's not healthy enough, sure. But we're, what are we, teaching him a lesson? Like, stop. Stop. All right, Terrence, love you. Hope to see you soon. But uh, but stop. But stop. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, I hear we may have a big uh, tailgate party next week if the Jags are, are viable for the postseason. So coming up uh, during the week. So, um, Terrence, everybody else, be listening. We'll obviously got to. Hope the Jags hold up their end of the bargain this week if we're going to do something like that. But uh, we'd love to see as many of you as could stop by and uh, and hang out with the crew. Absolutely. And it would be a lot of fun. All right, let's come back and let's look at today's question of the day in terms of the overall uh, impact that this regular season has had based on where we expected them to be. And let's get some D-Rock's thoughts on the head-to-head matchup with the Tennessee Titans coming up on Sunday Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DiRocco, Dylan Denmark. Glad you're a part of it out there in the listening audience as well. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. It's a Mike DiRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today. Is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. 
Somebody on the text line is tuning in for the first time says, uh, this is your top fantasy pick for listeners, Mike? Shaking my head. <laughs> Not quite. Not how the game works there. <laughs> um, you can use each player in the league one time all year. So, yes, out of the options we have left to us, those were my top yeah. guys for this week. Absolutely, right? Um, and honestly, they're not all that far from the are, top of the list, given these what's are playing good this teams, week. Yeah. Considering it's week eighteen uh, and the way we play the game, you can use each player one time the whole year. Mm-hmm. So choose wisely, Grasshopper. <laughs> all right, but uh, welcome to the program. It's brand new, like you are apparently as well. <laughs> um, Duval Doom. I, I mean, it's early, but tweet of the year candidate from him in terms of Terrence, who Terrence wants you know, as he called yesterday. Oh my, my. Trevor, we need to sit him for another week uh, so C.J. Beathard can go out there and win us a division. Uh, Doom says, we need to sit Terrence down and let him sit and learn behind a better caller for another week. <laughs> so Terrence uh, turned about his fair play. Um, yes, better callers would uh, would be something you should listen to, Terrence. Do it better. I do love you, <laughs> but for God's sakes, come on. All right, uh, let's take a quick tour around the National Football League through the eyes of Tony Smith. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. A bunch of playoff-bound teams will be resting quarterbacks and potentially other players as well this week. Baltimore will not be playing Lamar Jackson. Kansas City will be playing Blaine Gabbert for Patrick Mahomes. Cleveland will be playing Jeff Driscoll for Joe Flacco. The L.A. Rams are sitting Matthew Stafford this week. Sam Darnold will start for San Francisco over Brock Purdy this week. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen was limited on Wednesday while he is dealing with a neck injury, but he said that he is good to go this week. Tampa Bay quarterback Baker Mayfield was listed as not having practice on Wednesday with Kyle Trask getting all the starter reps there for the Bucs. Minnesota will start Nick Mullins this week. The New York Giants will start Terod Taylor in Week 18. Taylor was limited in a practice estimation on Wednesday with a back injury. Sam Howell will start for Washington in Week 18. The New York Jets have cut running back Dalvin Cook, and Detroit has released linebacker Bruce Irvin. All right, I figured out what uh, what our texture was talking about. Because I did say I'd take Terrence number one overall ah. in the list. Of that so You're absolutely right. That's just because I love Terrence. <laughs> I, ter- I didn't say Terrence is the most astute caller. But I have enjoyed Terrence mm-hmm. as much as any caller over the years. Terrence, who wanted us to draft Robert Aguayo yes, as uh, the 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 sound uh, the drop we had once uh, <laughs> went. Hey, look at all those points he scored for Florida State, Tony. Yeah, leading uh, scorer. That'd be Roberto. But hey, Robert, we'll take the Robert. But he was the leading scorer. The Bucks then drafted him. Did he make it through a full year on Tampa's roster? I'm not sure if he did. Uh, I don't think a, he did. He was a draft pick, though. But anyway, pick, I, yeah. I it make much more uh, sense now to me what your text is all about. Thank you for clarifying. I am an idiot. See, I can admit it, <laughs> right? It's uh, January 4th, and for the first time all year, I've admitted I'm an idiot, okay? It won't be the last, trust me. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. I still love Dooms the best, though. All right, um, why don't we get to today's 1010 Take? 10, 10, 10, 10, take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10, 10, take brought to you by JNM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialists. All right. Oh, man. It's just that uh, 
lost in translation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get a lot of things like that, and you don't quite get the uh, gist behind them sometimes. <laughs> all right. Today, Guayo did make it through all 16. He did. Game, okay. All right. Well, he didn't make it much beyond he that. He didn't play another NFL game. Okay. Well, there you go. But that would have been a hell of a year. Hell of a ride with the <laughs> 71% Robert field goal Gua- percentage uh, that uh, year. Now, uh, <laughs> I can almost hear Terrence going, now, 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 I know you're going to think this is crazy. If Terrence leads with that, uh-huh. I, I pretty much think everything he says is crazy. Mm-hmm. And he knows this. I love him. He's, I'm not saying it behind his back. He's listening right now, Terrence. You're crazy. Okay? But <laughs> but when he leads off with, you're going to think this is really a doozy. Oh, and boy. you know you're in for something special. All right. Uh, the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. If the Jags beat the Titans on Sunday, will you consider the regular season have been a success? I thought that the Jags would win about 12 games, predict them to go 12-5. and five. But 11, 13, somewhere in there. You know, whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be the exact number. And I did think that in terms of the postseason, I wanted this team to advance further than mm-hmm. they did last year to, to build on what they did last year. But in terms of the regular season, you can't do that this week. If they win the division, even if it's not with the record I expected, because 12-5 and five would not have gotten you a bye, would not have gotten you the top seed. It might have gotten you another home game potentially down the line. Yes, I do think that is a success if they can go back-to-back division titles, if they can win double-digit games for, as D-Rock pointed out, only the seventh time in franchise history, if they could do that on the road against a rival and start to say, hey, you know what? wasn't smooth sailing this year. But guess what? This team can overcome some of that, and this is the standard bearer in the AFC South. Don't need C.J. Stroud or Gardner Minshew claiming the crown and, oh, see, they were pretenders. No, take care of business on the road, win the division, have a home playoff game, the regular season will be a success. Will the overall season be a success? I'll judge that on what they do in the postseason. But I, I, I'd be a – yeah, along with number one, yes, division champs, duh. Yeah, I, I think regular season, absolutely. And if they were to lose in the wild card round after that, then, yeah, I would look back on the season and say that's a little bit disappointing, right? That they didn't get back to the divisional round of the playoffs, that would be disappointing. That's not what we're asking. Correct. We're asking if this is a successful regular season. Yeah. If they're the, the division champions, then yes, I believe that it is a successful regular season for the team. Uh, D-Rock? Yeah. Look, I thought they would probably be in that 10-11 win range. Okay. Um, and they'd be 10 if they, yeah. if and, they win. And they would hit 10. Again, double digits is, is not anything to uh, like dismiss double-digit victories. And they'll do something they haven't done this century. There are a lot of there are a lot of guys. I wouldn't just say a lot, but I'm going to go back and look at the number later today. But there is a decent amount of guys on this team that were not alive the last time this franchise won back-to-back division titles. So that would be a phenomenal. Well, I shouldn't say phenomenal. Fantastic regular season for them. Eh, phenomenal, fantastic. A, They're both pretty good, right? Yes. We'll take it. Um, 1.9% said they would have exceeded expectations. So they obviously voted yes. And that's fine. You know, yeah. not everyone's expectations are the same. But this number has held remarkably steady. Right? We had about 250 votes the last time we really checked in on this. And it was at about 72%. It's 71.8% say yes, <laughs> division champs, yeah. duh. But 228 or 23%, call it, expected more. And another 3.4% so said no based on what they did at home makes us a disappointment. So three out of four, yes, a success if they beat Tennessee in terms of judging the regular season. The other quarter, say no. They expected more generally. And, look, that's up to you in the end. doesn't matter. I'm going to take a poll as to whether or not we should accept the invitation (laughs) 
to have a home game next week if they win it right. against Tennessee this week. And, oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure if they somehow did get a wild card spot, they wouldn't turn down that either. So um, let's hope they go out there and knock off Tennessee. We'll get D-Rock's thoughts on that in a moment. But first, let's say hello to Big Sirs. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Leon, how are you, buddy? How you doing? Oh, what, what do we got on today? Um, Howard G Cigars. This okay. Is, this is my brand. Rocking the rocking the teal. Yeah, you know. Which is nice. I promote. I am rocking the teal. You know yeah. No, oh, I see. I, that's right. I, well, I was, you know, I hadn't planned that. The teal draws your eye in. It does. And this, uh, it does. Seriously. I thought you were going like, to say the teal draws out your eyes, which I, it does really as well. Did. But <laughs> it does. It brings uh, out your it does. eyes. It does. It does. It does. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to leave. But you guys can have <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, I know. I, exactly. <laughs> if you need to. Uh, I was what, like, that's a nice thing that he's going to say. Uh, if the Jags win. Mm-hmm. On Sunday. Well, by the way, what what record do you recall predicting for them? This uh, I believe I had them at uh, twelve and five. Me too. I'm twelve. Me and five. too. Okay. Yeah. Nobody had them like Tony. Tony had them at sixteen and one. I did. But we both mm-hmm. feel if they win this Sunday and you mm-hmm. win back to back division titles, that the regular season is a success. It's not perfect, but would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, you want to win a division. Winning division is the quickest way to get to the playoffs. Now, I thought they were going to win the division in a landslide. I thought they were going sure. to mop up everybody. But, you know, I think the competition between the Colts and the Texans actually kept us on our toes, even though we did lose four straight. But we, <laughs> but we, but we, but we still have to win. You we know, we, we on got, our toes. We so. did. We, we have to win to get in. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's good for the Jaguars. Personally, if the Jaguars can't go into Tennessee and be a team that's in disarray, they don't deserve to make the playoffs, in my opinion. That's just the way. So they should you, go win. Right. You deserve. If you get in, you deserve Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because there's no, oh, I feel like they're the better team, or oh, their middle linebackers hurt, or oh, is that no? Oh, their you, quarterbacks hurt. They're not in the final you four. You earn your way. Yeah. In there's none of that. Exactly. Regardless. Absolutely. Now, now, if you're the seventh seed going on the road, I'm eh, not gonna feel like the regular season was a success. To what we expected, but I'm with you, man. Yeah, just win, hey, win a division. It's it wasn't didn't go exactly no, like we envisioned. No, nah, it did. But you know what? Um, we won a division. End of the day, if we uh, take their, I'm, I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it right now. I'm claiming it. We're going. I hope I'm gonna live off your enthusiasm. There for you the next go. Few days. I appreciate. Let it, it. manifest. Put it what, in the what's coming up for the next few hours? Oh, uh, this Jags. We're gonna j- talk Jags, and uh, you know we'll talk Pro Bowlers. I think a couple of guys maybe got. Stymie from the Pro Bowl. Well, got a lot of alternates though. Got got yeah, seven alternates. Yeah, but you know, I, you know, I was five to, five years in a row. I was an alternate. It's it's no fun. You wait for a guy not to go. Well, see, this was when the Pro Bowl was in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you wait for Leon's a guy. Like, oh, someone hey, please yeah, get you hurt. Wait, You're saying you Orlando's wait. not as attractive. No, no, I'm just saying when I was playing, you know, you had to wait for a guy to decide not to go to Hawaii if you get the chance to go. And I went five years in a row as a first team alternate. And then I finally got in 99 as a starter because Tony didn't go because of his shoulder. Well, yeah. you know, uh, it, alternates better than no yeah, recognition. That, that's true. And that's hopefully true. if they start stacking division titles, it gets more of a commonplace thing where you expect the Jags to be among the teams with the better Absolutely. group of players in the league. All right, Leon, have a good show today. Appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, it's Thursday. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at this one on the text line. Big Leon, time to get that hype video going. We need a hype video out of you this week Had against Tennessee. Year, yeah. I know. It worked pretty well. Uh, D-Rock. ta Titans. Yo. Uh, how you feel? G- give me a how you feeling if C.J. Beathard starts the game on Sunday kind of situation for the Jags, first of all. How do I, do I feel? Yeah, like how that? do you feel about the Jags' chances in the matchup, uh, assuming Beathard's a starter? 
Uh, I I like their chances regardless, regardless. of which quarterback yeah. starts. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more of a conservative game plan if CJ starts, a lot like what we saw last week. Um, take a shot or two. Very very calculated though. Uh, one one ball in the air over ten plus yards last week. Mm-hmm. That was the one to Jamal Agnew. We don't have Agnew anymore. Wide open. You expect um, Zay to go though this week? I do. But I thought he was going to go last week, right. but he didn't. But I do think he's going to go this week. I don't really think that Kirk's going to go, and I don't really think that Trevor's going to go. But if you said, which one do you feel better about going, surprisingly, I might say Kirk. Have you given a an, an ESPN score prediction? No, but I think the Jags win this game. Um, like close, No, I, I mean, I think it's a double-digit win. You know, maybe like a 20, well, 27 to – 14 kind of thing. That'd be fantastic. Um, you know, they they just have to play clean football. Like, I, the Titans have won, excuse me, have lost, what are they, 18 of their last 23 games. So, you know, 0-7 and they're last bad. year. And they're, they're, yeah, they're not a good team. team. They right. are a bad football team. I don't know where they rank in terms of badness compared to what we watched last week with the Panthers, but they're not much better. So this team, if it goes up there and it plays clean football – and they run the ball a little bit, I think they'll win that game no problem. I disagree with your characterization of them versus the Panthers, but that's nitpicking a little bit. Well, like, I don't know how much better they are. Yeah, the Panthers, I don't know. I look like they beat Miami. They've got some decent wins they on their, have. their schedule. The Panthers' two wins were like 9-7. to seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> like against, you know, although one of them, I guess, 15-13 to 13 over Houston. That's yes, a pretty good win for them as well. All right, hey, and either way, Happy New Year to you once again. Thank you. Happy uh, New Year to you guys. We'll we'll watch what happens through the eyes of Mike DiRocco's coverage over at ESPN.com on the Jags, and uh, hopefully we'll be getting ready for a playoff game next week. A home playoff game. Absolutely. So I don't have to get on a plane. That would be (laughs) – that's the overwhelmingly (laughs) likely scenario if they make it, but I'll take either. But, yes, a home playoff game. Yeah, I think they win. Let's try to replicate what we did last year. Like, again, as this is what the NFL is, the Titans have lost 11 games this year, which creates the picture of how bad you think they are. They've only lost four of those 11 by two scores. Right? Like, it's, it's the NFL. You play games to within a score. And the good teams win those games. The bad teams lose those games. The Jags lost those games for a month. Then they stopped doing it, right? Like, it's you're a better team than that. The Titans, odds are it's going to be a one-score game. Yeah, and it doesn't matter as long as the Jags are on top. Because yeah. once this truly is once you win this game, if you do, reset. Start it over, man. It's playoff time. Ah, thought I could make it. Yeah. <laughs> Sneeze is getting me. All right, we got to get out of here. XL Primetime coming up next. Thanks to Mike DiRocco for joining us. Good to have Fat Tony in for the first time this year. Pockets on Mike Dempsey. Uh, tomorrow, Tommy Mack in studio. Do our last round of confidence picks for the year as well. And hopefully we'll be very confident in a Jaguar victory over Tennessee. I guarantee you McManus has got him on the top line for sure. this week. No doubt about it. we got a full 16 to pick this week. We There's do. No Thursday night football. All right, everybody, we'll be back again tomorrow. Stick around for XL Primetime next on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ta-ta, Titans.